What is up, FBI fam? Welcome to the season three premiere of the Filthy Beat Inspectors podcast. I am your co-host, Yessi, and I got my business partner, Chrissy, right on the other line with me. Chrissy and I actually took a bit of a break for the last month, but we are back in business, baby, and it feels so good to be recording again. So much has changed since our last episode, and it's safe to say that everything, for the most part, is back to normal in Colorado. We just went to the first full capacity show at Red Rocks and got to witness Level Up, back-to-back Ace Aura, Space Wizard, back-to-back Guppy, and an hour and a half set by the Wookman himself, Subtronics. Such a great show. Oh my god. Met so many people that we had met over the internet, so it was really good to put a face to the name of everyone at the show. Uh, and we got so many more shows lined up this summer, so we hope to see you all there. Uh, so for this episode, we detained a very special guest all the way from France, Samplifier. We covered a lot on this episode, including his most recent EP on Disciple Roundtable, Loki. And Chrissy and I, we were actually curious to hear more about how he developed this unique Viking rhythm sound. So stay locked, be sure to subscribe because we got an awesome season ahead. I'll see you all on the flip side. What is up, Sammy? Super good to have you on the show. What's up, you guys? Thanks for having me. Hell yeah. We're super pumped that you're able to join us. So tell us what's it been like in France? In France, it's like just open bars and just open like uh, cinemas and stuff, but like really? no festivals, no. Yeah, it's like very slow for us, you know. Oh. But, you know, maybe in a few months, maybe in a few months or like two, three months. Yeah, we were actually just in Croatia for a couple of weeks and everything was like pretty much still closed, but the company we were with had to rent out clubs. Like we were with the Yowie. Oh, really? Yeah, it was nice that they were able to rent out the clubs because otherwise we wouldn't have been able to go. What company do you work with? Like, uh, why do they rent clubs like that? It's called the Yacht Week. So it's basically like a floating festival. They charter a bunch of yachts all summer and you can pick which week you want to go. And then um, I think like 20 boats oh, set sail at the same time as us. And they just had all these parties for a whole week. So we were and lucky that yeah. we got to do that. Damn, that's great. And it's only in Croatia or like every, it changes every year? Well, they have different destinations. So, but the Croatia location is the OG route. <laughs> and so we right. thought if we're going to do Yacht Week for the first time, we have to do the original route, you know? Um, but yeah. they have some routes in... Montenegro. Yeah. Okay. I see. So like East Europe type. Yeah. And uh, Greece and the BVI. So the British Virgin Islands. And they just opened up a route in Tahiti, which I would love to do that route. Yeah. (laughs) Damn, that's crazy. I want to go there. Do you guys know about Outlook Festival as well? I think it is on a boat as well, but it's, uh, I don't know. I may be wrong. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, that one looks really, I mean, it sounds really sick. <laughs> I, I think it is Outlook, yeah. I've heard of Hideout Festival. Hideout, no, I, I don't know Hideout, but like Outlook Festival is... Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's like incredible. beach and like boat and stuff. 
So that's why I asked maybe that's connected, but. Uh, oh. No. Yeah, we're just yeah. ready for any festival. It sounds like, you know, all Same. the American festivals are happening now. Yeah, it's crazy. I want to go. Yeah. Do you think uh, Tomorrowland will happen? Uh, in, in Europe or yeah. in, in Belgium? Uh, this year, no. No, no, no. Not, not a chance. But like next year, for sure. I could mm -hmm. see next year, yeah. yeah. I think when it comes to big, big, big shows like, uh, you know, Tomorrowland type festival, like the huge ones, uh, I don't think Europe is going to do it, but I think slowly we get like club shows and maybe like smaller festivals with uh, minimum capacity, like 50%. Um, but yeah, it's, it's very slow to be honest, like, and it changes every day, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's like one day you can, you can't go and then the next day you can go, but it's only, you have to seat and it's only like 25% people. And then the next day it's like 50%. And then, so it's like small details. I can't wait until it's like completely open, like a hundred percent, everybody up, you know, because for dubstep, you can't just sit, you know, you have to like be, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So Yeah. Yeah. We've had a couple, my boyfriend's a producer and some of his friends have played shows and they're like, it's so weird to see everyone sitting at tables when you're trying to throw down rhythm. Like, are these right, people exactly. enjoying it or should like I just... Content. <laughs> should i just stop exactly. i don't know if i would even play maybe i would play just for the sake of it but uh, it must be weird yeah. even for driving I, i've never i've never played a driving because i was not in in europe but i could mm -hmm. see it being strange i don't know as a as a, as a dj because you're like you see cars you know mm -hmm. the but cars I, are raging <laughs> you know you can, you can only see maybe a little bit of people but yeah i, I think it must be a little bit different i don't know I've not played once. So. so you don't anticipate shows coming back to France anytime soon? I think yeah, yeah I think it's gonna happen around uh, September because I've I've got my first booking, oh. which I can't say yet because it's not announced, but it's just a French festival in Paris. I guess people can tell by what it is. <laughs> French people will know. Um, <laughs> it's like a quite big festival, I would say. Um, and it's 50% indoor, 50% outdoor. Um, so yeah, I think if everything goes well, this one will actually happen like for real, you know, not 50%, not like sit down. So I'd love to do that. Are you not able to come to shows out here like Forbidden Kingdom or any of the shows out here in the States? I can't because it, it's again, the same issue with visas. I had my visa made for America for my first tour, like now two years ago before COVID. And then I came back and there was COVID, so I couldn't move. And then my visa expired, so I don't, I don't have a visa anymore. That's why. Yeah. So if I want to go back, I need to renew my visa. Mm -hmm. And to renew my visa, I got to wait like uh, a huge queue of people that want to do the same. And it's like 2022, early 2022. Damn. So yeah, I got to wait like at least six, six to eight months minimum. Mm -hmm. yeah get in but line yeah, quick, I, i'd love right? to just go yeah 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 i gotta i see maybe my management is on it uh i i need to sort this out asap because yeah I wanna, it's, my main shows are in america you know i mean most mm -hmm. of the shows offers and festivals for dubstep anyways in america so yeah i mean i get speak, there but speaking of year. european european shows you can probably play anywhere in europe though once things open right yeah, when it's open, yeah, I could play Europe. I, I could 
pretty much play Australia as well because the visa is uh, not the same as America. Mm-hmm. Um, I had talks about China as well, which was, uh, I wouldn't say like sure to happen, but there was a strong chance to go there. But uh, I don't know if you guys know, but COVID is back in China now. No, so, I this was canceled. Yeah, there is an outbreak of COVID because apparently the vaccine is not working as, I don't know, maybe it's not working, you know, I don't know. But yeah, there, there's COVID again there. Um, so yeah, pretty much like Europe, Asia, Australia is fine. But uh, when it comes to America, it's visa, yeah. Yeah. That's the would, issue. would you say there's like a certain club you're dying to get back into? I mean, off the top of our heads, we love, we've been trying to go to Boots House at least. We love Cologne when we were in Cologne. Boots oh, yeah, yeah. In Europe, yeah. Yeah, I know you've played Boots House. Yeah, before, I've never right? played Boots House, though. Oh, played, okay. No, I've played Cologne. I've played, uh, what's this show? For Red Hood Squad. It's like uh, another club, which was mm-hmm. really sick, by the way, like a sweat box, you know, small club, oh, wow. big energy. But I love to play Boots House as well. It's like more iconic and huge, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but what else? Uh, when it comes to, to Europe, my biggest memory, I think, is Animals. I don't know if you guys know about that show called Animals. Animals? It's a show. Animals, yeah. Animals, like uh, like an animal. Yeah. But Mm-mm. with a Z, Z at the end. Um, it's like a big, one of the biggest dubstep show in, in Europe. What? The biggest in France, I would say. But yeah, and it, before COVID, it was about to happen, collab with Bass Rush. So like Bass Rush X Animals. Oh, that's uh, huge. So that was going to happen. Yeah, I'm like trying but to look it up over I've here. I've played there two times. Yeah, and so, yeah, anyways, that's like a huge show for me and like huge memories. So I'd love to play there again if it happens. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to play Rampage as well, obviously. So oh. Rampage is like. We're huge, dying you know? to go to Rampage. And I was actually like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, me too. I, I think I, I'm, I'm still on the lineup for when it happens. But yeah, basically the rampage was just cancelled like two days before because Mm -hmm. COVID was getting crazy uh but i'm glad it didn't happen knowing how COVID ended up but yeah at that time i didn't know i thought you know it's just like whatever yeah i was pissed off about that would you say that the crowds in europe at least the dubstep crowds are much different than the dubstep crowds in america like how would you recognize you know could you recognize a crowd if you were put Mm. in there and no one told you where you were playing I would say, I would say, in truth, it's not that different, but because the shows are not the same and the uh, frequency of the shows are not the same. In America, there's much more depth step, mm-hmm. choice of depth step. I think people get more picky and they select like what they want to see. And in France, because you don't have much, like anything is sick, it's like the biggest <laughs> show because, you know, you don't get as much depth step really. So when there is a depth step show, it's like all in. And I think I see that, especially I saw that in big cities. Like if I play a smaller city in Europe where it's like two shows, three shows a year, like people just, they go crazy because it's like any track is crazy, you know? Right. Whereas if you play like Denver or like uh, LA, I think you gotta throw down a lot more in order to get the same reaction, I would say. It's not bad or wrong. It's just, I think it makes sense, you know? Right. But I think if there was the same frequency of shows and the same sort of lineups, it would be the same passion and the same vibe. It's like mm-hmm. huge. 
Yeah. I mean, like here in the mile high city, Yessie and I always talk about this. You can't drive anywhere without seeing like an excision sticker on someone's car or like you can roll up to the light and there's going to be people with like dubstep stuff hanging from their cars, like blasting rhythm. It's so funny. Yeah. Or an yeah. millennium sticker. There's so like, t- tons of millennials here. Yeah I, could, <laughs> yeah, I could see that. He lives in Denver, right? He lives in yeah, Denver. Yeah. He's from Boulder. In Denver, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've played, what, what show did I play? Summit? I saw you there, yeah. The Summit? Mm-hmm. That was actually yeah, on my right. birthday a couple of years ago. <laughs> oh, really? Damn, yeah. Two, I think two years ago now, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a Disciple uh, but yeah, Takeover. Yeah, I didn't stay. Yeah, it was a Disciple Takeover. It was, uh, who was playing? I was back-to-back Murdoch that I know, but I don't remember the lineup exactly, but it was Disciple. Mm-hmm. Maybe Barely Alive and um, Modestep. Or, uh, I think it was a two. I can't remember exactly, but yeah, today, yeah, I played one of the, yeah, exactly. Uh, VR was headlining both, I think. Mm -hmm. That's right. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, good show. I think it was supposed to be my first show in America, actually, like first, but uh, I was lucky to play ADC, which happened like, I don't know if you guys know about that, but I was not on the ADC lineup that year, Mm -mm. two years ago. And, um, I guess one week, 10 days before EDC, I got a call from my, my team and they said, uh, Sammy, wake up, you're playing EDC. I was like, oh. okay, I mean, you're tripping, right? And I was, no, it was true. Like, what happened is one of the artists got his visa um, uh, Ad clap, tonight right? or something. Yeah. Right, yeah. And uh, we were just lucky to be on the lineup, like last minute. So I was like freaking out a little bit. But yeah, best show ever, like best experience and uh, mm-hmm. insane. Yeah, we actually saw you guys at the base pod because it was the back to back to back, right? Right. Oh my gosh. People freaked out when they saw that. That was a huge set. It was insane. Yeah. Man. Thank you. appreciate that. Yeah, we had a lot of fun. And I was like, so like, obviously in, in Europe, you don't see that, especially mm-hmm. for that. You don't, nothing of that sort. Maybe Rampage. Um, but yeah, anyway, came up, yeah. literally uh, played in Paris one day before, got on a flight, it was a Saturday morning, landed uh, LA, drove to Vegas. I've never been in America before, not even what? Vegas. So you see me, I'm getting crazy, you know, I'm like, what the fuck? And then Damn. I see the first, yeah, I see the Saturday, I go, I, like no sleep for like 36 hours, but I, that's fine. I'm like so hyped. It's worth it. And uh, the Dirty Funnings just, yeah, the Dirty Funnings showed me around and walked me around like the huge festival, like all over. And I was playing the next day just before sudden death. So I was like, that's insane. Like first day in America, you can imagine me like coming from France, like just absolutely insane for me, for everybody. But like, yeah. Yeah. What were your first impressions? I mean, I, you didn't really get to see a lot because you landed in LAX, drove straight to Vegas. But overall, what were your first impressions? Mm, exactly. I mean, it is like another scale. You know, you you arrive to the show. And first of all, you arrive. I land in America, so I, I see bigger cars. Bigger, like in Europe, the cars are smaller. You know, mm-hmm. uh, everything. There's not a lot of Vespas around. So for me, it's the first thing. Like you, you have huge trucks, pickups and stuff. I'm not used to that, you know? Uh, so that's the first thing is whatever, but it's just like what I remember. And, um, and then I arrived to Vegas. I'm like, okay, casinos and like, like in the movies. And then 
we uh, drive to the show and I see lots of helicopters, like planes. I'm like, what is that? Because, you know, artists have the helicopters, the bigger artists, they um, rent some. And uh, then you get to the trailer, like so basically the green room, which is like a stadium <laughs> with lots mm -hmm. of trailers, free, like, you know, it's just YouTube scale of, of a show. And um, I was impressed to be honest, I was just uh, trying to catch up with what's, what was happening, you know? Yeah, Vegas really is really cool. <laughs> that festival, I always feel like I'm yeah. on Mars or something, you know, the desert vibes with exactly. like the, the sand mountains in the background and then you can see all the stars and everything. It just feels like you're on another planet. Yeah, that's the best way to describe it. Yeah, and you just meet so many awesome people. Everyone there is just to disconnect and forget mm -hmm. about life and just live in the moment. It's yeah. Yeah. yeah, you can't describe it exactly. unless you're there. <laughs> even, even for most artists, it, it's usually like uh, for bigger artists, it's where they see each other every year because mm -hmm. they all play, you know? So it's like, for me, I got to see a lot of you, like huge artists in bass music, EDM and uh, connect with a lot of people as well, which was great. So yeah, on many levels, it was really like a crucial moment, like big moment for me, you know, in my career for sure. Mm -hmm. And it was Hopefully. also the best, the best way to start America, you know, because then the other shows, they saw us playing EDC, so I was like, they were like, we, we need to book them, you know, mm -hmm. so that helped a lot. Yeah, hopefully you'll get put on a few more big festival mm -hmm. lineups. I mean, maybe there's some that you can't tell us yet, but safe. we we are definitely expecting it. So there was a few uh, lined up for 2020, obviously, mm -hmm. but... Um, I guess it's going to be 2022 now because of the visa and all that. Uh, that'd be sick to play next year. Get a, get a tour, festivals, maybe summer. I'd love it, you know. Well, it would have been sick to see you at some of the festivals that Chrissy and I got lined up this year. We were mm -hmm. expecting to get press coverage at Imagine Festival and Lost Lands and EDC Orlando. Mm -hmm. So who knows? Maybe things will change and you can go. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I mean, some of the names here I was... Uh, maybe gonna play so that's what I can mm -hmm. say um, but <laughs> did you guys go to Forbidden Kingdom by the way? So we were actually at Yacht Week Croatia mm -hmm. oh yeah during that time that's right yeah yeah mm -hmm. come do it yeah and I mean that sounds good too yeah Forbidden Kingdom looked amazing but Yacht Week was just it's you, you got you got to go <laughs> everyone's got to experience it yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah we threw our own forbidden kingdom on the yacht we, we were like blasting dubstep yeah, head yeah, banging yeah. off the back jumping off the back it was crazy yeah and there was actually one yacht that had a group of bass heads so chrissy and i went crazy oh really yeah did you dj at the, at the, during the show we did it. No, I mean, we just pulled up the right control radio SoundCloud mixes that we got. <laughs> and go, some, and then it. some guys came by our boat and they were like, oh, like this is sick. And we were like, you guys like dubstep too? Oh, hell yeah. So we were just boat hopping and going to other people's boats. And sometimes we would just take That's over dope. the ox and start playing dubstep, which was, and it was really funny to see other people's reactions. Mm. Let's just say that Croatians are not the biggest fan of dubstep, but Chrissy and I are there to change that. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You gotta most of the time though, people in Europe, because they say because it's not really people don't listen to dubstep much in Europe, I think. So they have like a biased vision of dubstep. They say they think like old Skrillex or mm -hmm. you know, very 
older dubstep. But when you when you show like when you bring them to a show, for instance, to experience it like on a big system and the new dubstep, I would say it's a different story. They, most of the people like my friends that came, they loved it, you know, and they didn't know about it before. So I'm I'm confident like it's still gonna happen and it's still gonna grow in Europe too. It's just gonna be slow, mm-hmm. but I'm confident. Yeah. Well, let's switch gears here because Chrissy and I are really curious. Um, back in March, you released a yeah. full-length EP on Disciple Roundtable titled Loki. So, like, how did you come up with the creativity of all these tracks? Uh, we've heard it called Viking Rhythm. <laughs> yeah, well, this whole Viking idea. Um, so the story started a bit randomly, actually. Last, like, uh, last summer, a year ago, um, I had a track to send to Disciple for Alliance Volume 5, if you guys remember that, a compilation. Mm-hmm. And um, I forgot about it, to be honest. And so the day of the, like the last day I, I have to make the track, my manager called me like, where is the track? You got to send me the track. I was like, damn, I forgot about the track. So I was like, okay, I have a day to make a track. I'm going to be efficient today. So I go on my computer, I start working. And I, I see this work in progress I had, which is some sort of basic rhythm track with a cinematic twist in the intro, which I liked. I didn't care about the drop, but I liked the intro. And my girlfriend uh, came in the room that, and she said, uh, you need to use more vocals in your track, right? More people talking. Because uh, for, for her, bass was buried, I guess, or too similar. But anyway, I so I used vocals in the drop literally i use like chants you know like instead of bass and i think that's where the viking stuff started because i i uploaded this clip on twitter and people reposted and all that and they said viking 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 so i was like okay let's let's go for that whatever uh so this wasn't really like planned but what was planned is after that zp was planned because i was like okay i need to carry on this this idea of uh cinematic Viking flavor with dubstep. And so, yeah, from that time to the EP in March, I uh, worked on this style. And um, I'm still working on some tracks of that style too, even though I don't want to completely be a Viking dubstep guy. But yeah, that's (laughs) the story, I guess, behind it. Are the vocals on Loki, are those yours? Like the dialogue at the beginning? The dialogue on Loki are from this game uh, Valhalla, the Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Okay. Do you know about that game? And uh, I just ripped the vocals and processed them in different ways to make it sound a bit more interesting, but it's not me. Um, on the new track I got coming up, so all the chants and like, whoa, and stuff like that, I recorded it with this computer. Uh, this uh, microphone, Micro- sorry. So I'm trying, to, I'm trying to do more of my vocals, but uh, I'm still with it. That's super interesting. I feel like uh, everyone on Disciple, <laughs> usually when they have to submit a track, they always come up with these cool, interesting ideas. Like, for example, we interviewed Josh yeah. with Modestep. <laughs> Same thing. Yeah. I think it was his track, Lost My Way, where he just came up with it in like a couple hours because they were like, where's your track? We need it. <laughs> Same. Damn, I didn't know about that, actually. So, yeah, I guess we should be more deadline. We should have more deadlines like that. All our procrastinators. Uh, hey, yeah. you know, sometimes when you work on deadline, that's your work yeah i will say that yeah especially chrissy and i <laughs> no but same to be honest i think everyone like when you where you have no deadline personally i see myself just like just 
I still work, but I don't really aim to like finish tracks straight up. I, I just like learn different tools and whatnot. But when it's a deadline, I use what I know and I just go for it. So it's a different process, you know. So I guess it makes sense. But sometimes it's it's not the best work either. Sometimes you have a deadline and it's just it, it, it's a risk, I guess. It's a risk. Yeah, <laughs> I was lucky on that one, that's all to be honest. Well, we have a couple more sections for you. We're going to move on. And our next section yeah, is called Friends and Family. Um, so the first question yeah. is, how did you and Murda come up with the idea for Tug and Goat? That's a good question. Um, so Tug is Murda alias for like rhythm style. And he started that as a joke just because I guess Tug sounded cool. <laughs> he wanted to, you know, like void. Back in the days, there was no void, but basically that's the same process, like just another account on SoundCloud to put out whips, work in progress. And uh, one day, I, I don't know, I think we were on Skype or something working, and he was like showing me a project of his, and I, I finished it in a couple of hours, and that was a track called Swoog. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want to put Samplifier and Tug, so I was like, hmm, I need a name. So I reversed Tug, Goot, Swoog, you know, so it sounded quite cool, like tuning good, Swoog. And um, that's what, you know, we used since then. Yeah. So literally random uh, alias from murder, which I carried on on my good as well. Mm -hmm. And, um, but it's not going to be, by the way, on tuning good, it's not going to be reading always. I think we are, we may uh, diversify this year with different styles. Ooh, okay. Do you think it would be outside yeah. of dubstep? Like, are you going to get into DNB or can, what can we expect? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like DNB, even cinematic, uh, ambient, like uh, everything else, basically. Mm -hmm. um, and we want it, maybe even that soundtrack, I guess, like more, you know, cinematic um, music, which we mm -hmm. love doing. And uh, drum and bass, house. Electro, Ooh, like you can do everything, everything we do. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I love doing house, techno, and stuff like that. We'll call you Sampler House. Sampler House. Sampler Techno. Some people, some people, some people said Sampler Fire is dubstep. Sampler Water is like, I think house or whatever. Sampler Air, Sampler Earth. I don't know what. So did like. I don't know. I need to select. Like, okay, you probably get asked this question a lot, but was Samplifier originated because of your name? Or like, how did you put Sample with Fire? Like, just how did that come to come about? <laughs> it's random. So my first like DJ name was Sammy Bay. My name is Sammy Bu, but it was just Sammy Bay. I didn't really, really like it, so I had to change it. And I came up with this plan of doing like Sammy, so Sampli, Sammy, kind of, samples, Amplifier, fire, sample, like, and the amplifier. I was like, okay, mm -hmm. that's cool. Back in that time, but I don't really, I don't know. I'm, I, I kind of like it, but it's not like, it's not hitting as I want as a name. It's like a bit too long for me. So, but that's it now. No, I can't change it now, you know. But that's the story. This leads us into our next section, the submitted questions. We had um, five people from our Instagram submitted questions for you. And we're gonna actually start with one related to what we were just talking about. Steph from Subtle But True, she asked, is Sampla really fire? Is Sampla really fire? Yes, I am, I'm fire. 
<laughs> of course I am. It's lit. Love to see it. <laughs> All right. Next question from Hi, I'm Chopsticks. <laughs> Shout out to Hi, I'm Chopsticks. I, I think I know him. I wouldn't be surprised. He's yeah. really awesome and mm-hmm. takes some really awesome photos. Yeah. So if anyone needs a photographer, hit him up. So how was it like collaborating oh, yeah. with Sudden Death since you both made Break Him Down? That's his question. Well, it was sick. I saw I saw Danny, I saw Sudden Death rise like like crazy. And I think we start we worked even before that, like four years ago, uh, on a track called uh, ET, hmm. which was a remix of K- Katy Perry ET. <laughs> oh wow. Old track, I guess. <laughs> But yeah, it's just random track. Don't don't look that up. Uh, and uh, a few years later, he, he's, he told me he had a new project called uh, Boy Volume One, and uh, wanted me and Murder on it. So I was like, yeah, hell yeah. And uh, even now, seeing how he grew from Void, even at Void, when he released Void, he already grew a lot from before. So I was like, it's just crazy to see him become the 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 icon of dubstep, I guess, at that time, at that point. Um, and he deserved, he deserves that, you know, he's been working like crazy, he's a smart guy, he's a really, really good producer, and uh, I love his work, you know, everybody does, to be honest. So. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was, I'm lucky to be working with him, and uh, I really hope, if, if he listens to that, I really hope uh, he's going to work on a new track anytime. Yeah, he's gotten crazy creative lately. Yeah, and he's, he's really like, um, when it comes to, you know, the the, mu- the true music, the sound behind the music, you know, like the the art behind the music is really on point. And uh, I think Void, the sound of Void is really something to experience, you know. So I'd love to see Void live, actually. Because I saw Sudden Death at EDC, but it wasn't Void, it was Sudden Death, which was already absolutely insane. So I, <laughs> I want to see Void now. <laughs> yeah i really want to see him do his levitation no. act like he's just gonna start floating with like yeah a, right a oh head on God. or with a, a lampshade i'll never forget he came out at red rocks one day with a lampshade yeah. on really lampshade yeah. too oh my god i know that was before he got into all the void stuff so that must have like triggered it or like right. that was the start i don't know maybe maybe that's the first exactly but i still remember Literally, I think he went viral on Twitter the day Levitate at uh, the Palladium in LA. Remember that? Mm-hmm. I think I saw like literally on trending, I saw Void or mm-hmm. some death or whatever. <laughs> it's just yeah. Insane. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he is insane. And uh, he's a really chill guy too, you know. Uh, I guess it's funny because people think, oh, he's satanic and like it's evil and stuff like that. But it's the opposite is like goofy funny chill dude like yeah i don't know it's funny to see people get crazy over that because i when you know him personally it's just funny you can't Mm -hmm. yeah edm twitter will rip anyone yeah yeah at this point yeah to be honest so it's fine whatever (laughs) they'll find any reason to cancel you literally (laughs) oh yeah yeah yeah. whatever you do it's just bound to happen i guess at some point Exactly. Well, we, we have another funny question that actually, I don't know if this is going to get you canceled if you answer it, but take it lightly. Okay. Marry one, kill one, fuck one. Murda, ivory, or sudden death. Oh my God. All 
And this was actually submitted by Scott, our good friend Scott. Um, marry one, kill one, and fuck one. That's it. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna kill my boy Murda because it's the worst at Warzone. Because he, he oh always dies at the group anyway. <laughs> and uh, I'm gonna uh, marry Ivory, just a piece of Murda. And I'm gonna fuck some deaths because Void, you know what I'm saying? Void is so sick. Who doesn't want to fuck sudden death? Let's be real. Exactly. Let's be real. Let's be real. Don't, don't, don't I love me. it. I love the answers. All right. Well, we have one more section for you. This is our favorite part. And since we took a long break from recording this podcast, uh, it's good to be back and be able to do this again. But mm -hmm. we have what we call the lightning round. So it's kind of a lightning yes or no round? question. Yep. Lightning round. Right. So okay. we'll just spit questions at you okay. and just answer as quick as you can. So I'll let Chrissy kick it off. Oh, shit. Okay. Um, I'm going to start with crepes or croissants. Okay. Crepes or croissant. Uh, croissant. I knew you because were going to pick from, that. Literally, I come from the, I come from the, from the region in France where we have uh, crepe, crepes, a crepe. And it's like, I had it all my life. So I'm like, you know. Mm -hmm. I'm used to crepes, <laughs> so I gotta choose croissant. Love croissant. it. Just... I love how you pronounce it. But you know, you know what's better? You know what's better? Uh, pain au chocolat. I mean, it means uh, chocolate bread, I guess. Mm. But it's uh, it's like croissant with chocolate inside, and uh, I, I don't know. It's just like you gotta try it. Ooh, that sounds amazing. All right, next question. What was the last song you downloaded? The last song I downloaded. Let's have a look. Algo Sutter, Sutter Nut. Uh, it's probably a, a, an ID. Mm. It's, it's probably not out yet. But the last track that's out, I don't know. Events, Bookieman. Do you know about Events, guys? Events? Events, mm -hmm. yeah, from Australia. It's a really good producer as well. Um, but yes, that's the last two I got here. I need to download Lit. more because I've been out of uh, promo and all that. Gonna make a new set. Oh, should we be expecting a mix soon? That's yeah, I was gonna say I don't know if I can say that because if I say that, I'm gonna make it. But anyway, <laughs> I think I'm make it anyway. So I, I want to do like a showcase, but like multi-genre because you mm -hmm. see, I, I don't know if you guys saw, but I posted a lot of drum and bass, techno, dubstep, but Stuff I don't really want to release on Samplifier. So maybe the best option is to do a mix like Space Laces does. So mm -hmm. it's like, it makes sense because it's multi-genre in the mix. It's not an EP full of techno tracks. I could do mm -hmm. just have techno and then dubstep, drum and bass in the same uh, 20 minute mix. So something I, I, I thought about this week, I may do that. Hell yeah. I know a lot of people who would love that. We would love to hear some of your techno. Thank you. Well, if you, if you guys want to check uh, just quick preview on my Instagram, I think it's like one of like two months ago, I made a post about some different tracks. Yes, will do. Um, next question. What is the best European festival? When it comes to bass music, it's going to be Rampage, right? Mm -hmm. But when it comes to um, everything, um, the biggest probably Tomorrowland. I don't know if it's the best, so but probably the biggest. Um, um, but I gotta shout out 
uh, I gotta say about my hometown festival, which is called Vieille um, Charrue. It, it's a French name, but uh, that's the name of it. And it's it's huge. I think it's the biggest in in Europe. It's gonna be one of the biggest in Europe. And I also think there is this one called Ziget. Ziget. Hmm. Is there? You guys know about that it. one? Um, it's in Budapest, I think. Ooh, and cool. It's a huge one. Like they had Rihanna and uh, what? Like just the biggest names, you know, like maybe Justin Bieber and stuff. Yeah, yeah. We'll have to check that out because yeah, would love to go to a festival in Budapest. I only went there once and it was with my mom, but it was back in like 2016 when I was living in Spain, studying abroad there. Budapest is a beautiful city. I would love to yeah. go back. It is. It is. And it's like a, a bit South Europe, but also East Europe vibe. So it's, uh, it's really different. Mm-hmm. And um, there is a lot of dubstep now out there. Maybe in 2016 really? there was not a lot. But yeah, it's quite a dubstep city nowadays. It has this show called uh, Next Level. And I play a couple of shows. Another one called uh, Black Trap. Black Trap, sorry if I mispronounce it. Um, but yeah, they, had like, they have like three, four companies doing dubstep shows now. now there. So it's, it's surprisingly solid out there. Really good. Do you guys know about Nosphere as well? From, yeah, I think he's from Hungary, right? Yeah, he is. Of That's course. right. Yeah, Nosphere and then um, Karyu is the other one that we had on our mix. He does Karyu. color base kind of. Karyu. K-A-R-Y-U-U. K-A-R-Y-U-U. Yeah, there you go. All oh, right, Karyu. Yeah, I didn't know about mm-hmm. him. Okay, cool. Yeah, he's sick. I got it here. I'll check afterwards. All right, thank you for that. I'll check it out. Yeah, definitely. I got a funny question. <laughs> Not sure how you're going to feel about this. Uh, it's fine. Would you rather be best friends with Donald Trump or Kim Jong-un? <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Uh, that's like tough, really. Oh my days. I think, I think to have, <laughs> I don't know, maybe spend a week with, like, you know, if you're going to spend a week with Kim Jong-un or spend a week with Trump, I guess at this point you might you might as well go with Kim Jong Un, you know, because if you go into the palace for a week, it's just like what the fuck. I I guess you see stranger stuff even than Donald Trump. So, plus Donald Trump is like, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't want to get political, but mm-hmm. uh, whatever. We totally uh, understand. But I guess at this point <laughs> I must I might go with Kim Jong Un, you know. <laughs> yeah, I think it's safe to say that Donald Trump doesn't like dubstep. <laughs> no maybe I, maybe maybe kim does though yeah yeah we can, e- we can probably techno, we can easily persuade him to like edm maybe like techno maybe hard style even course, or raw yeah. style mm-hmm. yeah. yeah at this point yeah. okay yeah. last question oh, no. for you would you rather play a show in the united states or anywhere outside of the united states um, seeing the struggle I had to go to the United States and like also seeing the shows in America, I guess I want to go back to America. I would say America, yeah, United mm-hmm. States, because I've been a lot. I've played a lot, played a lot, sorry, in Europe and Australia. So um, it's reversed for me. I guess uh, maybe an American producer would say outside, but for me it's the opposite. I guess. True. Yeah, we'll be I waiting. I want to go China though. I want to try. <laughs> I want to play there at some point. Ooh, yeah. Or even at the Omnia in Singapore. Mm. I would love to go to Singapore. I heard they There's like dubstep, dubstep out there. Dubstep shows out there? Mm-hmm. 
Oh, really? Right, yeah. Chrissy? Maybe one day that'd be crazy, actually. Yeah, I think the dubstep scene's growing a lot in Asia right now. I mean, you would probably know too. Like you said, you were going to go to China. I feel like they're getting more yeah. prone to listen yeah, to is. that. Yeah, they want to have, like, you know, they want to be, they want to they have everything now because it's, mm -hmm. the country is like really opening. So I guess they want to have dubstep and every EDM, like, you know, the latest American music. So yeah, dubstep is is has big shows and big audience out there from what I've heard. So yeah, I want to I just want to see how it goes, see the shows, see the city even because I I heard Shanghai is insane. And all the big cities in, in China are very futuristic. Mm -hmm. So I want to see that too. You know. Mm -hmm. Hell yeah! Well, that concludes the lightning round. Sammy, do you have any comments or anything that you'd like to say to the audiences who are listening right now? Well, first of all, thank you for uh, listening to the podcast and thank you for listening to my music if you do. Um, but also maybe expect to mix at this point, like before I have shows, I'll have time to do this, I guess. And uh, another EP, late uh, 2021, around October, I guess. Um, and yeah, if you have any question or if you, I don't know, hit me up on socials and um, thank you guys for having me. Yeah, absolutely. It was a blast talking to you and just hearing about like what the I France love. scene is like, what your plans are for the year. We really enjoyed it. Thank you for having me guys. I appreciate that. Of course. And thanks for everyone who listened to our other seasons and tuned into the premiere of season three. Um, not gonna lie, like I said earlier, it feels really good to be back and recording again. Chrissy and I took quite a long break because you know we were constantly nonstop and working full-time jobs, uh, but we do appreciate everyone who continues to support Dubstep FBI. And we look forward to an awesome season three of the Filthy Bee Inspectors podcast. <laughs>